Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Well, God's moving. I was, I'm getting a little, a little bit drunk right now in the spirit, so I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it like just with people just watching me. Like that's weird. Like, I mean, I could. And if that's all you're gonna do, it might not stop me. But I'm. I also don't want to miss my chance for a drink. I don't think you should either. <laughs> Because he's not doing it just for me. Oh, Lord. Good things are happening. We're in a, we're in a season that's an important season, I think, in, in the history of our church. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Jessica and I got to go to Revive the World yesterday because they had uh, a special day for church leaders uh, that they just wanted to pour into us and and refresh us. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that's kind of a rare thing, but it's, it was awesome. And, and we were there most of the day yesterday. And, oh, but the, Tony Costa gave us a prophetic word. And I'm not going to tell you the whole thing right now, but uh, he, he basically he saw a picture of tilling soil and like the old days, you would till soil with a with a like a ox or a horse, some kind of a real strong animal out there pulling a plow and through real hard soil, and uh, and it's a lot of hard work. And he said, I he said I saw you guys having been doing that, but it, but it, it, the the picture shifted to where it was no longer you're pushing a plow with that animal or whatever out there. But actually, he might have been saying we were the ones pushing the plow, and not, not an animal, unless he's calling us an animal. Tony? Dude. I'm just kidding. But, he, but the picture shifted, and, and we were sitting in a tractor pulling it, like, like you're cruising. And it's doing a big, powerful job, right? And he just saw the soil had shifted from real like hard and hard clay and lumpy and rocky and it shifted into into good like just the perfect kind of soil and stuff and all the seeds uh, started harvesting fast and everything and and he just declared that that's that's the season that we're coming into right now as a church I feel that like that like I, I don't like it might have been more of a of a discernment of spirits than the actual prophecy because I think we're actually I think he was picking up on the season that we're coming into right now. But uh, that feels good. I'm really excited. I, I just want you guys to know, like, like, we've been, Jessica and I have been talking, and we've been connecting with the Starbucks and Seth, and we just really feel that we're in a season where we've had a lot of hard work behind us and stuff, and a lot of warfare and different seasons and stuff, but it, it feels like the, the work is starting to pay off. How many of you guys know that the season that you're in right now is there because of what you sowed in the past? 
Amen? Because you reap what you sow. It doesn't say that you immediately reap it. Like you're sowing, and you have to work the, the soil, and you're sowing and, and everything. And, and then in time, the harvest comes. In the right time, the harvest comes. And so we are currently, I don't just mean in our life, I mean this is just general, right? Like we, we currently live in a season according to seeds that we've sown in the past. And so in a lot of people, that could be not good. <laughs> like Because the Bible says that if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you reap life. Okay? So when you're sowing, like you're, you're sowing, you're sowing into the future that you that you want. Well, I, I, let me rephrase that. I don't think everybody thinks I'm, what I'm doing now, I want that to be my future. But you are sowing into your future, right? We're, we're, we're experiencing yesterday's harvest. Today's harvest is yesterday's seed. Does that make sense? Today, like we need to be sowing for the harvest that we want ahead of us. And, and so a lot of people might be experiencing harvests that... Um, <clears throat> that they don't want, and and maybe maybe it was because you've sown bad seeds in the past, and what do you do with that? Well, I'll tell you, you, you repent to the Lord of the bad seeds that you sowed, and you ask Him to forgive you, and then you ask Him, how can I start sowing the good seeds? And then you start changing the future crop. And sometimes there's a transition period. And sometimes, sometimes, the, sometimes the, you, you have to trust the Lord in the duration of time that, that the crop is going to get better and better and better and the worst part is going to get less and less and less because I'm sowing now for the tomorrow that I want. Amen? Yeah. Well, we've been sowing and, and plowing and doing all this stuff with this church plant and uh, I just feel like, I feel like it's starting to pay off. In some ways, in the spirit, and just in the the family that we're developing here, this is incredible. Like you guys, I, I want you to hear this. You guys are an amazing church, an amazing family. <laughs> Good things are happening here. We we've been going after um, sonship. What what does it mean to be a son or a daughter of the Most High God? Going been going hard after that for months, and, and, and discovering what orphan mentalities are, the, the belief system that maybe we didn't even realize we had, that, that I, I don't identify as a, as a son the way that he sees me as a son, because I have wrong ideas of what sonship even looks like, and, and, and the prodigal son who he left, he squandered his inheritance because he didn't know who he actually was. He thought he could have a better life by taking matters into his own hands and doing it his way. And, and, and it probably was a blast for a while, but he realized that his resources were limited to what he had in his hands. And every time he spent it, it's decreasing by the moment. But he forgot that when he was back home, he had everything all the time. And he forgot who he was. He forgot who he was. He forgot that he was a son of, the, of his father and he was a royal heir of the kingdom of his, that his father had. But, and, and he wanted to return back just so he could at least have some resources and he wanted to go back and say, I 
I'm no longer fit to be your son, but make me a servant. And his father has shushed him before he could even say it. And he said, he said, servant, talk to another one. Go get, go get my best robe and my ring and put sandals on his feet. And he restored him to sonship. And he put royalty on him. He put put the, the family name on him. He put the authority of the kingdom that his, that his father had on him so he could represent his father and have the authority and the accesses of everything that his father owned. And then his older brother, who was jealous because they threw a big party, he's like, why didn't you throw me a big party? Why haven't you done that for me? You did it for my brother. He's been out with hookers and, and, and doing drugs and whatever, whatever he's been doing. Why, why would you celebrate him who, who pretty much abandoned you, who came back, but I've been with you this whole time and I've always done the right things? Because he was measuring himself with the brother, I'm better than him, I deserve more, right? And that, but, but he was an orphan too, because <laughs> he didn't know who he was. He, was he, thought, he thought the reward comes from being good and doing everything right. But the father said, you've been my son the whole time. You've lived with me the whole time. Everything I have is already yours. <laughs> it's amazing. Like the, the father is not looking for people just to be perfect and he's not looking for people just to, just to call themselves his kids or whatever. He's not looking for us to just do it all right. He's looking for people who want to be close to him and to enjoy being a son or a daughter of him. And when we enjoy that, you get the whole thing. <laughs> you get the whole thing. And he lavishes it. He's not just like, well, I'm going to give you a little portion. You're my son, so you can have a little bit. He says, all I have is yours. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? You're, you're his children. You're his children. And the more that we're discovering the reality of we are children of the Most High God. And we, and we set ourselves free from the limitations that we have believed that we have. Or the, the self-inflicted ideas that I've got to get it right to be accepted. And he's like, how can you not be accepted? You're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. It's not based on your behaviors or your works or your accomplishments. It's your sonship. Come on, it's your daughtership. What a good dad we have. <laughs> and, and the more you, you discover that, the freer you get. The freer you get. The, the more you realize that he's a good father and he actually miraculously through the death, burial, and resurrection, he was able to rescue you from your old ways, your old lifestyle, your old sinful nature, and crucify that with Jesus Christ. And you died on the cross with him and became born again of the Spirit. That you actually became born through the womb of the tomb of Jesus Christ. You were born again, a child of the Most High God. 
He, he made you a new creation, and all old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The old ways that, that limited you and made you feel like you were inferior or made you feel like you were limited in your life died. The limitations of the old sinful life is dead and became extinct. But you were born again as a child of the Most High God. Born again. Born again. Born into newness of life. Jesus is called the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn. Firstborn means there's going to be others born later. When he was the firstborn from the dead, he was resurrection, so his, he was born into resurrection. He took every sin, every sinful nature on his body, crucified it and died, and it died with him and was buried with him, and it became annihilated, extinct, non-existent anymore in the, in the grave. And then when he was born from the dead, he was born from the dead, we were resurrected with Christ. We were reborn with Him. Born again. Born again. Born again from death into resurrection life. Born into resurrection life. There, let me ask you this. Do you think that when Jesus resurrected that there were any limitations on Him at that point? Did he need to get set free? Did he struggle? No, but, but when you were born again, you were, you were born into the resurrected Christ. Come on. Born into the resurrected Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. It's Christ. Jesus Christ lives in me. I died. Now it's Him living. I died. Now it's Him living. What? What? This life that I have is actually the life of Jesus? More than you know. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. My flesh doesn't feel like I'm the resurrected Spirit of Jesus Christ often. Okay? But when I feel other than resurrected with Jesus, I need to live by faith in the Son of God who gave Himself for me and loved me. The life I live in the flesh, it almost sounds like a like a dichotomy that on one, on one hand, I believe I've been crucified. It's no longer I who live, but him's, him's, him who lives in me. However, I got this, this flesh life, and, and it, it tells me 
that that's not who I am because I don't feel like it. I'm not experiencing all the things I think I should be if that was my truth. So what do I do? Do I, do I decide maybe that's not who I am because my flesh is telling me everything other than that? No. No. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this flesh that lies to me and tells me everything else, I'm going to choose to live by faith. That that reality is mine no matter what the flesh wants me to believe that it is. My flesh wants to tell me that I've not been crucified with Jesus Christ. My flesh wants to tell me that it's not him who lives in me instead of me. It's telling me I still have ugly parts in my life. It's telling me I just screwed up a couple of days ago. All right? It's telling me that I'm not walking in the same level of anointing that Jesus walked in. It's telling me things that don't match up with the Christ who died for me and I've been crucified with him. It's no longer I who live. It's him who lives in me. My flesh is telling me that can't be real. But I'm going to choose to believe by faith in the flesh that this is my truth. Come on. And we always have the option to believe one or the other. But they both will not work together. So we have to decide which, which source am I going to live from. Am I going to live from the source of me? Because that's the life in the flesh. Or am I going to live from the source of of Him. Because if I choose to make Him my source, I can live from the resurrected, glorified Christ within me. And in Romans 6, I've recently preached this a few times. Romans 6 talks about it the, the, in the likeness of His, of his death. We've been, we died with him, right? The old sinful man was, was died and was buried with him through baptism. It says in the same likeness that we will be raised with Christ. And it says that we need to, uh, we need to um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Reckon. Thank you. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, you said. It says, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin and alive to God. It's in Romans 6. That's pretty close to verbatim, I think. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin and alive to God. Reckon yourself. Reckon yourself. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in this flesh that wants me to think that that can't be true, I'm going to reckon myself. I'm going to live by faith. This, this life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. He loved me. Come on. When my, when my flesh tries to make me believe that's not who I am, I have to choose to reckon myself to be dead indeed to sin. And alive to God. I'm going to reckon myself resurrected, 
resurrected with Jesus. I'm going to reckon myself. I'm going to choose to believe. I'm going to harness my belief system. And I'm going to choose to renew my mind. I'm going to repent, which means to shift your belief system and the actions that follow. I'm going to renew my mind until I believe it. I'm going to keep renewing it until I believe it. I'm going to keep making my mind believe what doesn't feel natural because that's where I get transformed. Hallelujah. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. Doesn't mean it doesn't say reckon yourself to be dead in part to sin. Dead indeed to sin. That means believe it and don't compromise in your believing about it. Amen? Been crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. It says, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin and alive to God. And then then it continues and it says, present yourself to God as alive from the dead. What? Don't just, don't just rehearse belief systems. Present yourself. Carry yourself the way that you are training yourself to believe. Believe it and then present it. Present it. Present yourself. Not just, it doesn't say present yourself to yourself. I better read it just so you guys know that I'm saying actual scriptures here, okay? It's Romans 6. I'm not going to read a lot. Romans 6. Romans 6, 11 through 13. It says, says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God. That means resurrected, guys. That says, reckon yourself to have resurrected. Do this towards God. When When you look to God, Reckon yourself as having been resurrected in Christ. But alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. When you catch this stuff, that becomes an easy verse. Verse 13, do not present your members as, me- as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. That's where you believe that you just can't help yourself to sin. You, I, I'm, a sin I'm a sinner saved by grace. I can't help it. I'm going to sin sometime. This is saying don't even, don't even carry yourself that way. But present yourselves to God. To God. All right? That's getting real right there. Present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. That means literally, you, you got to start confessing over yourself, I've died to the sin, it's gone. My, my old sinful nature was buried with Jesus, it became annihilated. Why don't you guys repeat this with me? I've, I've been crucified with Jesus Christ. My old sins have been washed away. My old sinful nature was crucified to death. It died with Jesus and it was buried with Jesus and it doesn't exist anymore. So I reckon myself 
as dead to sin. sin. Indeed. Indeed. I reckon myself myself as having been resurrected resurrected with Jesus. Jesus. I have been resurrected resurrected with Jesus. Jesus. The resurrection life life of Jesus Christ Christ lives lives inside of me. What did you guys just say? The resurrection of Jesus Christ lives inside of you. Reckon yourself to have died to the old sinful nature and all the limitations, all the inferiority that came with it, dead, and it no longer is connected with who you are anymore. Now who are you? I reckon myself to have been resurrected with Jesus Christ. I'm going to reckon it so much that not only do I believe it, but I'm going to reckon myself towards God. I'm going to be accountable to God to believe that He did a thorough job and He's resurrected me from the dead. And then, and then verse 13, do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. Being alive from the dead. Resurrected. Present yourself. Don't just confess it. That, that is so important because it helps you renew your mind and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And you declare truth and you hear it and then it, it builds your faith and you believe it more and more. And the more you say it, the more your mind gets renewed to believing truth. And Romans 12.2 says, do not be conformed to the world, but, renew your, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And you will prove His good and perfect will. You will prove it. How do you prove it? By being able to debate it? No, that's not what it's talking about. Proving it is in the fruit. The proof is the fruit. The proof is the transformation. The more you believe it. So you've got to reckon it, but then you've got to present it. I present myself to you, God. You believe I've been resurrected from the dead. I come into agreement with you, God. I have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ living inside of me, and that is who I am. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's the resurrected, glorified Christ living in me. (laughs) Look at your arms. Look at your legs and your body. Just look at it. Just look at it. Because God calls that the temple of the Holy Spirit. Look at it again. And I want you to see past the flesh into the Spirit. And I want you to look in there and see the Holy Ghost living inside of that thing. And that I've been crucified with Christ, the old sinful nature that sometimes I still identify myself with. He says it's died. It's dead. It's extinct. It doesn't exist anymore. That's not who I am. And so I look at myself, and I have to look past the flesh, even the, the, the growing belly right there. I have to look past that, or that distracts me. All right? Got to look deeper. Inside there, 
is the resurrected Jesus Christ who raised from the dead on the third day and he had no sin on him any longer but completely free and clean and and he went to the Father in the fullness of his glory again and was seated at the right hand of his Father and he lives inside of you and he's the one who's actually given you the life that you have inside of you. Your spirit has become fused together into union with the resurrected, glorified Jesus Christ living inside of you. Get excited. Know who you are. Know who you are. Because your flesh will try to tell you that's not who you are. And it'll try to tell you that you, you have a series of screwing up. You have a series of not meeting the mark. You have a series in your life that doesn't look like the full expression of Jesus Christ. It wants to tell you that shows you who you are. But God's saying you need to reckon yourself to be dead to those limitations. That's not who you are. Who are you? You, you have the spirit of Jesus Christ fused together, his resurrected, glorified version of himself fused into your spirit. You become one with him, and that is the living life within you. Who are you? Who are you? You're a child of the Most High God. Who are you? Well, your spirit has been fused together with Jesus Christ. You and Jesus are one together in unity. Whoa. Who are you? Well, you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. It's not, I'm not who I used to be anymore. That guy died. Now, now who you see is Jesse and Jesus fused into union. And Jesus is glorious. Jesus is glorious. He, 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 his life is the resurrected life. His life is the abundant life. It's who He is. And He lives in you. He lives in you. It's not even your life anymore. It's His and yours. Fused into union, that's who you are. I promise you that the more you get to come into revelation of this reality and, you, and, and the more you increase in your reckoning of who you are not and reckoning who you actually are, and then you present yourself to God and present yourself to yourself, and then you present yourself to the world around you as such, you're going to see transformation like you've never believed. The, the glory of God is in you. If you've been born again, the glory of God, I'm talking the glory of God is in you. But if you continue living from, by, by discerning yourself from the flesh, you will not experience the reality because you'll be functioning from the wrong source. But when you reckon that to have died and you reckon yourself to have been resurrected with Jesus Christ and then you present yourself that way, the more you do it, the more you practice this belief and presentation of life, the more you do it, the more you're going to come into the manifestation of this reality. 
Because we're transformed by the renewing of the mind. That's a process. It, you, don't, you don't just usually get all of it all at one time and then bada-bing, I'm fully transformed. It's a process because you, you, what you live right now is what you sowed in the past. You've sowed belief systems, and that's what you function from now, from the past. But the more you sow truth into, into your future, the, the transition happens and the transformation shifts, and you start becoming who you believe that you are. You function according to who you believe that you are. You behave according to who you believe you are. You feel according to who you believe you are. The more you come into the revelation and the awareness of who God has made you to be, the more the old man is going to lose its, its place in your mind. And you're going to start coming into the reality of who you actually are. Transformation comes, and with transformation comes manifestation. Manifestation. Imagine if you could see everything in you the way God sees it, and that starts, you start living at it from the inside out, and, and you start presenting yourself to the world as that person. Like you, manifestation comes from transformation. What can happen when you realize that you carry His glory within you? <clears throat> The glory of God. <laughs> this goes way beyond just being free from orphan mentalities. That's the beginning of the kingdom life, is getting free from orphan mentalities and coming into sonship realities. You start realizing that it's more than just being free from, from limitations or shame or whatever. You, like that's important, but God wants to set us free from that, not just, not just for the sake of us being free from those things, but so that we can actually step into the full inheritance of who we are as children of the Most High God. And He doesn't want us just to get free from the old stuff. He wants to launch us into the glorious lives that He died to give us. <clears throat> and God is dreaming of his church being the one, the create being revealed the sons of god being revealed to all creation carrying the glory and the resurrection and the freedom and the the full the full package of his kingdom that's his dream so we're on this journey aren't we huh i am i hope you're coming with me I don't want to stay where, we've, where we were. I don't want to even stay where we're at, but I love where we're at because it's come a long ways from where we were. But we're going somewhere, and I want to get what's ahead because we haven't seen anything yet. And the more that we come in, into this, the more we're going to see this stuff manifested, and we're going, to see the, we're going to see heaven on earth. We're going to see the kingdom come like we've never seen it come before. But we have to know who we are. And we have to know what's in us, and we've got to know how to demonstrate it through the life where, where we present ourselves according to who we believe that we are. 
can't just think it. You can't just believe it. You can't just rehearse it. You actually have to live it. That's the presentation of what's inside coming out. Hallelujah. Anybody excited? Because I am. All right. <clears throat> Why don't you stand up? I'll pray for you, and then we'll dismiss here in a moment. Does that charge anybody's faith? Because it does mine. There, there's, there's more ahead of us. God, I, I pray in Jesus' name for every person in here that you will ignite our hearts with your fire. I ask you, Lord, to ignite our spirits. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will help every single one of us to capture what you believe is the reality that you've put within us and teach us, Lord, how to reckon ourselves, to shift our, our belief systems more towards what, you, what you've done and that we will present ourselves as resurrected from the dead. And I just declare over you guys right now in the name of Jesus that you have more power that God has put inside of you than you're walking in. There's more already present than you even know. That you, you cannot allow yourself to believe that you are what your flesh tries to tell you that you are. You have to choose to believe what God sees. That you died with Jesus and His resurrected life became the life within you. And that you get to live from that as your source. I declare over you in the name of Jesus that you have been fused together into union with Jesus Christ. I would love for you to make a declaration with me. My spirit, My spirit is, in is in union with the resurrected, the resurrected. glorified Christ. Glorified Christ. Let's say it again. My spirit, My spirit is, in is in union with the resurrected, with the resurrected. and glorified Christ. We're doing it one more time because we're renewing our minds. My spirit, My spirit is, in is in union with the resurrected, the resurrected. glorified Christ. Christ. And that's who, I am. that's who I am. I live from that reality. I, I reckon myself dead to sin indeed. I reckon myself alive to God. I choose to believe. That I'm living the resurrected life. <laughs> I present myself as having been raised from the dead. I get to walk this fallen world as a resurrected, glorified child of the Most High God. And I carry the answers this world needs because I bring heaven to earth. And we're going to change this place as I'm being changed.
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise. It's awesome. Awesome. Wow, you guys are awesome. Powerful. This is good.